0: Welcome to the RVA Returners podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, brought to you by Ultimate Guard. Dude, only John, one what
1: thing what I'm, I'm... getting my filthy paws all over Chris. <laughs> Yikes. Well, today um, anyway. Well, John, the only thing that we're going to be, well, not the only thing, but it's the most important thing that we're getting our filthy paws on. And so is everybody else. The next episode of the Return- <laughs> back. Chris, it's here. It's here. It's back. Wait, when? On a scale of one to John wick. How back are we? <laughs> we're back. back. We're back. Guess you could say we're back. Oh man, 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 man. Uh, John, we're excited. We're excited this week on the cast. And we, and we're we excited.
0: We're that. elated. We're a lot of E words, Chris. We
1: we are. We are. And um, it's because Opus Twelve is here. Yeah. At the time this at the time this episode gets released, I expect Opus Twelve. This I, I expect I expect this episode to be released coinciding with the release of Opus Twelve. So mm. we can honestly say it's here. Even though the I mean Fuck it, we've had pre-release. It's here. Opus 12 it's is here. here. Chris, I'm cards. holding I'm holding them. They're I've real. Got cards in <laughs> they are real. Cards are in hand. And that's what we're gonna be talking a lot about today. But you know what? I don't want to get too ahead uh too far ahead of myself. Um I'm already in orbit, so let's just keep ourselves there. Keep ourselves on a nice steady orbit.
0: That's right. Fuck, let's fuck, stay fuck, and the I'm gravitational host. pull of the planet.
1: That's right, that's right. And of course, I am your host, Chris Adams, and with me as always on the case. Gun, badge, all the evidence, safe and secure in the locker. John Schreiner, everyone. John, how the hell are you?
0: Uh, reporting that we are doing A-OK, Chris.
1: <laughs> Waffle
0: one. Uh, also, uh, satellite uh, control is uh, what we're taking over this week. We'll be. Uh, That's right. We're doing a little space work.
1: Oh, we're definitely going to be doing some space work. I'm doing the Queen's work. Because <laughs> uh, like we said, like we keep, you know, just... Willing to beat in everybody's skull. Opus 12 is here, man. And, you know, we have this extended time with Opus 11, obviously, due to pandemic and, you know, just that whole fucking chestnut. But we've, we've, cards are in hand now. The set is going to be released on Friday, November 6th. Uh, pre release was this past weekend. Of course, at the time of recording, it is November 4th. Um, so, you know, we've got a lot to talk about, you know, a lot of uh, events coming up, a lot of online events coming up, um, some Octagon updates have happened this week. Um, but then what we want to do, we want to go through all of that, but what we really want to talk about is just, you know, Opus 12 is very much, John, a, like, it, it feels so much like an ancillary set, like, we're we're where a lot of these cards are unlocking the potential in a lot of previous mm-hmm. decks. Yeah, so, absolutely opus 12 the, the the dlc we want for opus 11
0: yeah it's uh it's, it's just enhance enhance yeah and very much so enhance with an excellent new mechanic yes absolutely oh
1: man yeah and, and we'll, we'll again we'll dive into that we don't want to you know we don't want to I got well. Fuck, we could just ramble on about Opus Twelve for you know for hours, John, for hours, Plus, hours, I'm, hours. I'm
0: structureless. Help me. I'm like jello. <laughs> I'm just everywhere. I need to be put into a container so I can ma- just
1: thumping along. <laughs> just, huh? that's, that's what right. we're doing.
2: That's
0: right. I, I well, need you, to be molded, Chris. I need to be guided.
1: Well, let's go ahead and. Oh, it's funny you say guide. You know, we were making the joke. We're gonna have the the Brady G- Games strategy
0: guide for right. Opus Twelve in this, this cast. This is the unofficial, official, unofficial Brady Games limited strategy guide for Opus That's Twelve. That's right. Giving 10% you ten percent off a of game. Tricks. That's right. And also, you know, we have that uh, that bonus play online exclusive. Oh my God!
1: Remember that for the Final Fantasy Nine strategy yeah, guide? Yeah, they give you half. The, strategy the first guide. and the, the first and the last time they fucking used it, it felt like jesus christ i don't remember another game that had it i think it was nine like the only one
0: i don't know dude it was like that strategy guide for nine was literally half of a strategy guide it was like you bought a yeah. strategy guide and you actually just still didn't know how to beat the game it was a mystery yeah it was it's... like another game you bought a yeah. second game you bought the dlc there you there it is you did it <laughs> you did it
1: but you know john before we start getting into all that shenanigans um you know we've got some things to talk about um we all know what it is, you know. We're going to go there. We're going to have the hot scoops, the cold scoops, and everything in between. And John, you you know where we're going. Why don't you go ahead and tell the folks who don't know, which should be nobody at this point.
0: Well, Chris, uh, you know what? If you don't know now, you know it's the news. <laughs>
1: All right, John. So let's go ahead and kick off the news with, you know, we it's fitting, you know, that yesterday was election day here in the states. Um so let's go ahead and take the podium, John, for the uh, the uh, the election week episode of The Octagon State of the Union.
0: Well, Chris, we are here, uh, right outside of, of course, the election center, uh, and (laughs) RVA central, uh, numbers are rolling in. Chris, we did have the vote. It looked like title was ahead, but then F3 stormed ahead at the last second there, Chris, before the votes were tallied. We did have some late votes coming in by mail that didn't get counted until later, but unfortunately they were after the deadline, um, Mm -hmm. as the rules say that the octagon constitution, as it were, um, so we did throw an event last week that was a little bit more unique as we're waiting for Opus mm-hmm. 12. We had an F3 format event, Chris. So we had oh, announced man. that on the last cast. So That's what it was going to be. We called the vote. Um, and we were playing decks from the first three sets. We saw Mana Water. We oh, saw man. Dawn Warriors, Strongest Sword. Dude, we saw Fame <laughs> Mimic Go-Go, like, Hey, man, go, go. We uh, Nick had a cool heroic Lulu deck. Dude, oh my these, God. We were pulling cards out of the time capsule, Chris. We were having a from beyond game. the grave. That's right. And I was having a great time casting it, man. Cause I haven't oh, gotten man. to cast any of those, uh, tournaments because it was before, you know, we were doing our thing. Yeah. So it was just really, really cool to get to take, uh, my current perspective on the game and apply it to some old formats. So, um, yeah, we did play that F3 event, but the people were clamoring for title as well. No, cl- <laughs> There was not a single clamor for L3. But, surprise, um, surprise. But, but title, we just finished up tonight. We're recording right after this event, and uh, the Purple Baron took it with Type Cadets? 0. I yeah. don't think it's anyone's surprise that 7 and Cadets were both the only two decks we saw more than once. The only two titles yep. we saw more than once, and that they were both doing well mm-hmm. because they're just powerful. Especially oh, Opus 11 just was like uh like seven comes into the room and it's very clear that seven is juicing right it's just like yes. like hey seven are you okay like you kind of, <laughs> you kind of you want to have like three shirt sizes in two weeks and it's like seven fine <laughs> just, just meet these huge tree trunk arms like like That's everybody right. knows that seven has just got steroids man it's just like it's unfair yes. how, how much seven is working with and the rest of us are trying to you know get the ball just as far with half as much um so Except really, kid, really... go, and that was cadets in Opus Nine. Though they've uh, That's true. they've learned yeah, how to yeah, use natural ta- performance. They taught them answers. the way, dude. They were like, yo, you guys are Royden seven. Check this out, seven. You can pump <laughs> up. Yeah. So um, you know, we had a lot of fun with that, but it is still, yeah. uh, you know, like we say, it's a more casual format as far as we're concerned. Absolutely. We are excited to get to constructed in Opus Twelve. Um, we did have some updates to Octagon. Uh, Wayne, the ca- so Casanova Coral himself, has been putting in a lot of work. To update yes the yes um, we just got our first taste of it tonight there's a new playmat there's uh, a lot of new features to it currently mm-hmm. there's a couple things that uh, are known bugs but he's working them out and this is all mm-hmm. to kind of enhance the experience and give us more options uh he's adding things that players have been asking for like the ability to uh shuffle all the cards to get revealed off of something like Clavat or mm-hmm. uh lilty and put them on the bottom of the deck um there's also a new rfg zone. And mm-hmm. for a zone for things like the, like Lonnie ability, things like that. Uh, and then, of course, Opus 12 will be coming soon. I believe the ETA on that is supposed to be the 6th, which is Friday. Yeah, which is soon. awesome. Yeah, Friday. So, yeah, hopefully um, we can get right into Octagon, Opus 12 stuff right away. And we will, of course, be having a big event in December. We're already mm-hmm. getting prize support, uh, getting donated, coming in. And uh, shout out to Cards of Ivalice, Uh already sent us two promos to kick off our opus 12 seasons five for the octagon which will be next wednesday yeah and, and... Uh, it's gonna be a good time
1: yeah i can't wait because i've actually i've i've made the pledge i'm gonna be playing pretty much every week um in the octagon weeklies because i want to play opus 12 that bad um you know i pretty much set out almost all of opus 11 outside of the stuff that you and i did like the content mm-hmm. But I didn't play really any Opus 11. and I definitely want to have the chance to do that here in Opus 12. And, uh, well, John, you know, kind of just rolling right into it. um, You know, speaking of content, uh, this Sunday, with Opus 12 being released, Coffee and Bullshit, we'll be back.
0: We'll be back, dude, now that we've got some more BS to explore. Yes. Spirits are high, and spirits will be in our coffee as we enjoy. (laughs) And
1: we've already said that if Octagon isn't updated, um and if it's not, you know, it's cool. You know, I would rather I would rather the you know Wayne take his time and get everything squared away than have something that's constantly gonna be crashing or messing up, you know what I mean? Because that just won't be exciting. Right. But if if Octagon's not ready, we're gonna do camera paper games. Um I know you've got Opus Twelve. You'll you'll have your cards. Yeah, um I should. Uh, mine will be in the mail, so I w- I won't have mine, but I've got a my one of my decks, I just need to proxy two cards. The other one is complete, so so I've got stuff I can play. So we're 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 in good shape, regardless of what how it shakes down. We're in good shape, and that's something we're going to alternate. Maybe you know when we're actually doing coffee and bullshit. Maybe we'll play Octagon some weeks. Maybe we'll fucking do camera games. The world is our clam.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Chris. It's uh, I- I'm just excited to get to
1: it, man. No, I am too. I am too. And uh, well, John, we'll have the chance to get to it because again, again, we're just the news just kind of writes itself. Um, You know, we talked about camera games and we talked about Octagon. Well, you know, events are already lined up. And you also mentioned that, you know, we're working on an event for December. Well, in November, which is, I mean, now, Now. uh, the cure, the third cure series will be starting. I believe that starts next week. Um, That's a, you know, if you haven't played or watched the first two, um, definitely check it out. I'll be playing in the third one. I definitely want to just jam some camera games. I wanna wanna get my filthy paws on as many uh games of Opus twelve as I can. Um so you know, big shout outs to uh David Nunez White Mage for you know doing having this back again. Uh I can't wait. But then there's also another uh a tournament that Xavier Ruiz is throwing uh November twenty-first, the uh Veil vale of Wii U. am I I'm I'm probably saying that wrong. Why you, Wii U? Wii
0: U. We, we, we. <laughs> i don't know i can't save you on this one yeah but the veil yeah. veil cup
1: yeah um and it's november 21st that's going to be um 9 a.m pacific time so that puts it what noon, noon first, uh, eastern yeah. time um and it's a five dollar entry this will be an octagon tournament so you've got your camera league you can play in you've got octagon tournaments you can play it was five dollar entry five dollars 20 quarters you can play um, on Octagon with all the homies. Um, there's prizes up that, uh, you know, Greg, once again, the Gentleman Scholar, Greg Cole. It looks like Greg Cole and the Light uh, help supply prizing for the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got boxes of Opus 12. We got Opus 12 uh, pre-releases, uh, sleeves, and potentially more. So if you haven't signed up, contact Xavier. Sign up, I believe, right now. They're like around around the 20-person mark.
0: Yeah, I want to say, like, uh, like
1: 18. Yeah, that's what I believe it's at, and there's plenty of time. So, you know, get... it's the Wild West right now. Whatever Opus 12 deck you want to play, figure it out. Sign up. It's $5. It's $5. Five You're not bucks. going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. You're not leaving the house. $5. Just saying. $5. Just saying. Dollars. Indeed. Um, and speaking of tournaments, uh, obviously, um reunion is still on the tip of everybody's tongue that you know that's a collaboration uh cards of evil teamed up with legendary wolf games for this third one uh miles tyler uh, of legendary wolf games the purveyor um actually went did a live stream the other day uh just giving some more details about uh the Fen- uh, the fenrir summit which is what reunion 3 is called um he also showed off some really cool i mean obviously let me back that up a little bit. We all know Legendary Wolf Games; they are they're they're the the store that puts universes um, or UFS for the older players on the map, and you know that's something that they really like to. You know, there's a lot of crossover appeal in the two communities with Final Fantasy and UFS or universes. Um, so you know, there's going to be universes events at this thing, um, and they added to um, you know we have the the Agrius map, the Dragoon map. Um, and what's the third one, John? I, I
0: apologize. Uh, there, there were like four or five different Final Fantasy okay. characters. But they yeah, now there's four or five fighting game characters.
1: Yeah, and they're this beautiful, beautiful uh Capcom versus SNK2 art. There's a Mai Shiranui if you like Fatal Fury. There's a Terry Bogard if you like Fatal Fury. You've got um, Ryu from Street Fighter and Chun-Li from Street Fighter, all with that beautiful Capcom versus SNK2 art. Um, And there's also, they really sweetened the pot. They did an All Might play mat, but that one you don't, that one you have to go there to get. Uh, the other ones you can mm-hmm. buy online with the support ticket if that's what you want to do. Like mm-hmm. we all get it, and I, you know, they addressed it. We understand people don't want to travel. It's you know it's still a very touch and go situation. So there is the option to just you know buy a support ticket, get a play mat, and just you know <laughs> we want we want to look out for each other. Um, and if if I could support an event without having to be there, you know uh, that's a route I will definitely take. So, I mean, I would love to go. I would absolutely love to go. But, again, uh, we've talked about that the last couple casts. You know, I'm still very much playing it by ear.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I bought the support ticket myself. I got the Agrius, Matt. Nice, nice. Um, I'm 100% getting the Terry Bogart, Matt, whether I go or don't go. That's, that's, the, that's the world I want to live in because, again, I love the CVS2 art. Um, So, you know, we'll see more updates of that um as it goes. There's, you know, pl- it's going to be a weekend chock full of cards. So if you play Final Fantasy, take multiple decks with you. If you play Universes, take multiple decks with you. Por K, no los dos. If you play both, better take a couple decks with you. So, but yeah, so that's really all, you know, event-wise that's coming up. But we did have some other cool things happening this week, Um, specifically yesterday, uh, November 3rd we had a really cool box opening on a super unrelated but yet extremely uh popular youtube channel um egoraptor uh aaron i don't know his last name john
0: you're probably more I, vers- I, I, um i should know this <laughs> i feel like i want to say handsome but that, that might just be wrong i don't know mm-hmm. but his name is definitely aaron A R I. it's egoraptor he did it all yeah awesome egoraptor game, Grumps. game Grumps guy yeah
1: shuffle master is his trading card game uh everybody's getting on
0: that now huh
1: oh absolutely but what was cool is uh square enix sent him a oh,
0: Hanson. i was right i shouldn't have doubted myself oh
1: well done well done i'm proud of you but square enix sent him a fuck ton of product <laughs> they um... sure
0: did dude like four God. boxes uh really? the two-player starter and the tifa kit
1: yeah. And he actually did a, a box opening on his channel. So, and there was, it seemed like every time I was watching, there were about 2,400 people watching. So, what I'm hoping is, I'm hoping that'll get eyes on the eyes that would have, I mean, because there's, there's clearly people that still don't know this game exists. Because apparently, like, all day long, twitter and the youtube was like was oh wow i didn't know final fantasy had a trading card game you know that's a meme to us mm-hmm. but we got to remember how small we are and how many people definitely you know do not know if this game's
0: existence yeah man i mean hey welcome especially if you're listening to this after having yeah it's that. pretty neat i mean that's exactly it, comes it full We've got a really, really fun game here. We love playing it. It's a great IP. It's a good product. And uh, we just need people to, you know. I, I honestly, I believe if people knew about the game, they'd be into it. Because it's just a great game.
1: See, and that's the thing. I think most people I think most people, come for the IP. But they stay for the amazing game. Mm-hmm. Like, Because I, I, I agree with you 100%. It's a fantastic game. It's probably one of the better card games I've ever played. I mean, definitely top three. And I've played a lot of card games.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's a really good game. I mean, you guys know that because you're listening. Yeah, exactly. We all fucking know.
2: <laughs>
1: but you know, we'll see. We'll see if that bears any fruit. Now, as weird as it sounds, if there was any one gripe I could possibly have about that extra exposure, because there's no such thing as bad press, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I do not think. I genuinely do not think Opus Twelve is a good set to hook new people in. And they should have had them open 11. Yes. And I say that because when you look at popular Final Fantasies, I mean, obviously again, with the seven remake seven is always going to be like the most popular. It just, it just is mm-hmm. um, not the best, but definitely the most popular. Um, and there's no seven cards in this set. So you'll have people watching this. Oh, where's Sephiroth? Where's earth? Where's this man? Oh, man. If you would have done Opus 11, you could have gotten people just fucking popping off. Yeah, for at sure. Seeing their favorite characters, right? They
0: gave him Opus 11, and he just, you know, um, opened the newest one first, which makes sense, mm-hmm. but it's kind of weird they gave him Opus 12 at all when we literally yeah. couldn't even get it yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would have. I definitely would have.
0: Just have him open Set. the 11, the two player seven starter and the Opus 11 box, and yeah. boom, would have been. Uh, you know, because, man, that's where all the seven action is, the hot. Yeah, and that's where a lot,
1: and he said six was his favorite. There's a lot of six cards to choose from mm, in that set, too. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, there was some here, and he got like a, uh, I think he pulled a Full Art Realm or something like oh, that. Oh, wow, good. good. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's... Uh... Yeah, he,
1: he, and he was real stoked about that. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, So it was neat. Uh, check that out. Um, You know, again, I expect most people listening to this to be, you know, pretty well entrenched in the game. But I think, you know, again, seeing some fresh uninitiated eyes. And I do like that, you know, this channel is from someone who also did not know the game existed. <laughs> and I, I like it from a very casual first time looking in perspective, even though I don't think Opus 12 was a good, it's not the best window to look
0: out of, right? All, I mean, the view's
1: obstructed by trees and buildings and other, the dumpsters back <laughs> yeah. there, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 It's so. technically nice, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's in a nice neighborhood. <laughs> That's about it. There's there's a Whole Foods in walking distance, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So check that out. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happening. A lot of stuff coming up. But um, you know, again, we're we're talking about Opus Twelve and John with the sets releasing this week. That means this past weekend was pre-release. It sure was. Um, nice. And I know we actually had a little live stream because um, we're going to kind of talk about here how our pre-releases went. Um. I guess i'll lead off since i just kind of started talking i made the executive choice i guess i'll go first Mm -hmm. um we did a little pre-release i'll allow it (laughs) thank you houston we um we all went down to um i well when i say we all it was me and some of the 757 guys adam duncan uh um oh my god danny Danny austin archer yep austin archer great to see him out uh steven i i I just uh steph uh steven ashmore i want to not ashmore is it ashmore Ashmore? yeah i'm i I, i'm i just call him steve and i don't know his last name and steven and steven and alex so we had a nice little uh nice little pre-release um so we had six kits we actually rolled we actually streamed it uh we were sipping on some old monk um i'll say this i i actually really enjoyed um Playing the set in a limited capacity, um, is it great for limited? Eh, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to. I'd, I'd, I don't think I have a well-educated opinion on a set whether I, I think a set is good for limited or not because I just don't play limited. Um, but I had a lot of fun playing it. Maybe that was just you know new shine. New card shine, but mm-hmm. we had a really good time. Uh, Danny D- Diaz ended up winning. Um, I went two and two. I lost my first two games, and then I beat Danny, which was funny. And then I won my second game against Alex. So I pretty much beat I beat the two undefeated people, and then I lost to like the people that finished right behind. It was it was weird the way it kind of worked out, but we, we didn't care. We we were just eating red Baron pizza that Austin dropped into the oven. We were just opening up new packs. Just getting poolside with it. It was a lot of fun. New set um, goofing, Chris. New set goofing. Um, now, John, before we start talking about like how the kits kind of shaked out and uh, mm-hmm. talk about what we got, go ahead and tell
0: me what you did for pre-release because I know you did something too. <laughs> I sure did. So on, <laughs> on Friday, I was getting encouraged by people nearby to go to Pennsylvania and play in one of their pre-releases because they have right over the border, uh, like a 40-minute drive, uh-huh. they were doing a pre-release in the store i don't really go to i don't really see those people they came out to um to all in one once or twice and so i was like you know it'd be nice to go out there and mingle mm-hmm. so i drive out there to Strasburg to play in their pre-release and i get there and i'm like okay i was at work it was halloween basically right halloween was on saturday mm-hmm. so i was in like whatever costume i'd worn to work so i i was like okay i want to switch into a hoodie so i switched into a hoodie i do all this stuff I, like, put my keys down in the car, get out, and I'm like, all right, better lock my car. I'm a stranger in a strange land. And then, yeah, I just straight up locked my keys in the car. So, I, uh... look at, I look at the keys inside my car, and I think, well, this is an after-the-pre-release problem. So, I went to the <laughs> pre-release. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I had a really good time. It was a fun place to, to play. Um, One of the players there made everybody, like, eyeball red velvet, like, cupcake pops. Sick. So, that was cool. Those were delicious. Uh, I opened my kit. I was excited, Chris, like a, like a child at Christmas, ready to see, you know. Oh man, are we gonna get some full arts? Are we gonna get some cards? And wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it, Chris? Talk shit, get hit. Um, I got the full art legacy Minwoo, uh, that, that I have the, the talked non legacy card that I have talked in spades Like, man, I sure would feel bad if I opened that one. Yeah, well, <sighs> guess what? It did. I did. I was right. I felt bad opening this one.
1: So I opened Meanwhile, this, we're this... showing you like Full Art Tenzins and Full Art Beatrix and you're like, I got a rock.
0: Yeah, dude, great. And then I found out that it's just as rare as the other guys. Great, so it's just as poop as we always thought it was. Great, mm-hmm. thanks a lot. $5 or whatever the hell this thing's gonna be. In fact, uh, I'll
1: pay you $5 to take
0: yeah, it. Yeah, dude, whatever, man. You know, I, again, I can't stress enough how bad a choice I think this card was as a Legacy reprint card. Yeah. Um, but you know whatever so yeah i did uh thankfully i got a few more kits and in all the kits i've gotten i have gotten full arts so you cool. know yeah uh the full arts in this set are gorgeous i got a full art realm that makes me very very happy i got a full art beatrix and now i can just you know i'm gonna die happy chris because of these full arts i pulled um but you yeah, know I, I can see these full arts are just getting more and more gorgeous they're getting more and more desirable mm-hmm. and uh, they're successfully getting people to chase. You know, like packs are selling out. We saw how fast Opus Eleven sold out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that these full arts were a great idea, and they're they're just getting better and better with them. They have like unique foiling on some of them now, mm-hmm. so it's really cool. The legacy cards for the next set it's going to be again. Uh, opening that VV is going to feel pretty Real awful, bad. but opening Minwu is going to be great. I mean, yeah, it's not like this Minwu doesn't look nice, but I mean. There's okay. lots of things. Even <laughs> yeah. babies look nice. Things. Uh. The one we already had looked nice. You know. I don't yeah. Know. Nice enough. But... <laughs> nice enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I really feel. Um. Indeed. But yeah, so I had a great time. Uh, that was Saturday that I did. I got out of. So this is story time, Chris. I have to tell the story. Oh, please, so... mom! <laughs> I got I got my polio blanket on. So throughout the day as i'm playing in my rounds during the round i'm just like man opus 12 is so cool oh gipple's pretty strong wow i'm having a good time and then the round would end and i'd be like oh man i locked my keys in my car
2: but... <laughs>
0: then then i would start playing the next round all right yeah all right we'll resolve this backup oh this backup's pretty cool oh i can do this effect you know and you completely forget and then the round's over and you go uh oh, man after this i have to i still have to solve this problem <laughs> so when all was said and done thankfully ralph shout out to ralph good friend Ralph was uh, there with me. Ralph always has, like, a bag of tricks in the car. Except for today. Oh, he's got the old fucking, oh, you didn't have the Jimmy bar with him? He always has, he literally calls it his bag of tricks. He's like, oh, you know, I've got my tools. Yeah, no. nope. We had no tools on him. just so happened. So I'm like, all right, Ralph, look, I've got a pickup truck. I've got one of those crappy, like, plastic back cab window type things. I was like, I'm pretty sure we can just, like, put enough, like, inward pressure on the latch and then slide it. We could just open this up. So he finds some scissors.
2: Mm-hmm. We jam mm-hmm. the
0: scissors in there. We pop this back latch open. Now I can't reach all the way in to unlock the car, and we're like, okay, we need something long. We need like a like a long broom or a long pole. Like, what could we possibly? Is there anything around that's long? And dude, then this <laughs> this guy comes walking down the street, and he's a drummer who just is coming from a gig he played down the street. He's uh-huh. got a friggin' cymbal stand with him. And he's like, "Yo, this would work." That's so all he has. He, like... dude, no joke. We unscrew the. Yeah, it's all he has, just the stand, just the simple stand. No, so we unscrew the thing. We like telescope it out, and we get it out nice and long. And I reach this thing all the way inside my car, and I fish <laughs> the keys. I hook the keys onto it, and I'm fishing it out. We're all just cheering on the back of my car, and I, I like hold this thing up in the air with my keys on it. And I'm like shaking it up in the air. We're all cheering. It was great. So, so it didn't actually take very long at all. We got the keys out. Just a random dude walking down the street with like a symbol stand. That's <laughs> all we needed, man. So, so all was well. It, it's the balance. You know, you pulled the Minwoo out of your second pack, you needed the win. I had a at- karma win coming my way. Yeah. He was like, oh, dude, I heard about the Minwoo. That sucks. Here, I have one of these symbol uh, the stands. You can use the Fisher keys out of the car. It would, it
1: would have been funny if the
0: guy was dressed as Minwoo
1: yeah we were it's coming just, back from a final min fantasy himself comes gig. down he's
0: like he's like what seems to be the problem did he ask you for the password desert rose nice to meet you dude my name is min woo <laughs> what my name is woo min woo oh no oh, what what yeah, dude, did you and say I, we were like it's so funny because we were like thank you so much man and ralph's like yeah dude thanks we don't even know your name and the guy's like yeah bye <laughs> <laughs> like oh, oh okay i mean yeah bye <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're welcome, by like. Oh, I guess, I guess we're not gonna know your name, mysterious right. stranger. It was mystery. <laughs> the bong ripping Charlie with a song in his heart, bringing, uh, <laughs> bringing me a cymbal stand to fish the keys out of my car. Oh man, thank you, sir. You'll never listen to this podcast. You're my <laughs> hero, and you won't be forgotten either. Uh, but then, yeah, Saturday, you know, I just did one at the LGS with the homies. Like Alex was there. Um, I joked with Alex about how every single kid has a floor in it. Alex said, mm-hmm. "You're getting my hopes up." Then Alex opened his kit and it didn't have a full art in it. I'm sorry, Alex. It's my uh, fault. It's my bad. Mine did, of course. Again, I'm sorry, Alex. Um, well, and, and,
1: well, I'm, I'm glad you said that too. Not to not to cut you off there, but um, no, go ahead.
0: I I felt like the distribution in these kits was kind of weird, dude. I was um, in home runs in these kits. It was so well, much like, better for me than buying boxes.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like for me, it wasn't. Um, well, like. Well, I guess it was a mixed bag. Like, I feel like I got the full spectrum. I got, I had like one kit that had like five legends in it. Then I had a kit that had zero in it. My, I, I bought three kits total. My second one was a kit with no legends, but it would have been like a great kit to play in an event because I got like three Amaterasu, three Bahamets, like all, like all kinds of like really, I, I could have built a really good deck. He's got with the, the same pack
0: nine times.
1: Pretty much, pretty much that that's. It was so weird. And it was back to back to back. And I was like, oh, Amaterasu. Oh, cool. I need that. I, you know, I want that mm-hmm. card. Next pack. Oh, another Amaterasu. Okay. Next pack. I said, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> yeah. Another Amaterasu. That's like
0: the 1K I opened last set where I had five Marsh in it. Remember? And yeah. I was just like, this is a joke, dude. Like, I'm looking for literally yeah. any other hero. Mm-hmm. Like, your heroes are hard to assemble play sets of, like, Oh, how many Marsh mm-hmm. do i need dude turns out you yeah know, like you know
1: nine yeah so like it was weird then in my third kit like i'd gotten some full arts and it was it was just i, I just felt like I, it was all over the place and i don't know if that's just i i, I don't know because i felt like there was always like like with the other pre-release kits there was always like a you you could always count on like at least like one or two legends right
0: i don't know i've, I've definitely gotten kits with zero legends before
1: this is the first time
0: yeah that's for sure happened to me this was like uh i normally don't hit this well normally my kits are like oh i'm lucky to get a oh legend.
1: speaking of which one of my other kits was really weird because i had two double sid previa packs in one of them
0: that's so weird two double sids yeah fo- foil sid regular sid, and yeah, then you can still get the old double hero you can't sid. get the double legends yeah. anymore but the hero hero that happens yeah, and I had two double
1: SID packs. It was so weird, but I've got four SID Previas and two of them are Foil, which is great because yeah. that card's fucking
0: bananas too. The pack where I got the full R Fenrir, the hero is mm-hmm. a Fenrir, or like I got a Fenrir, so it was like Fenrir, yeah. full r Fenrir, and I was like, okay, well, I mean, fuck this Fenrir. See, <laughs> what am I going to all- use this guy? That's awesome, dude. That's fucking awesome. Now, what
1: cards did you really – Um, obviously – you you played probably different decks and with every kit or every event that you played in. What cards stood out to you?
0: As, Gipple. Like, oh, oh yeah, Gipple was oh, Or as I call great. him, Yellow Barrel Eye. Yellow Barrel Eye. I kept forgetting his name. I was like, you know, Yellow Barrel Eye. He's missing an eye. Alex is <laughs> yeah, like, you know. Gipple? I was like, yeah! <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> yeah. the guy? Yellow Barrel Eye, you know. Uh, 10-2. Um yeah, he's he's got a mic on his card. He's getting the party started. Dude, so Gipple right. is um, whenever a party you control attacks, the forwards gain Brave and 5,000 power. So he's a plus 10k buff to this party, and they mm-hmm. both get Brave, and in a pre-release, it's like, okay, so I'm going to attack you every turn with my entire board. Mm-hmm. You can't favorably block it. It's not possible. And also, all of these guys can block next turn, so you can't get me on the crack back and so it was, he was very very strong in limited i think
1: yeah no i agree i think uh i think gipple was a very very strong card i felt like i honestly felt like in limited yellow cards were absolutely phenomenal
0: yeah dude like um, uh glaive brave glaive yeah brave glaive was great <laughs> yeah, dude, um, brave glaives vegetarian lasagna
1: the, uh, yes. The, uh, like the, but the card that actually did the most work for me, not counting, I got a Y'shtola out of the pack, out of the mm-hmm. kit, which that card,
0: you just turn it sideways and just let it go to yeah, work. Yeah, Alex put a saddle on her and just rode her just straight, straight over to victory. To victory. victory.
1: Yeah. Well, that's against Danny Diaz. I all, I, I want to say five of the six points of damage were from Y'shtola.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but the card that actually performed very well for me was the two CP Shantodo. Uh that being able to just white mage that thing back to just just fucking just pretty much cancel somebody's removal mm. or I, I won because of the haste ability off of that card too um card's good I, that card's really really good and it, it just has a very very unfortunate name
0: yeah that's for sure uh I was able to kujata a turn one x, uh, neo x death beautiful so I had that's turn one neo x death played against me. And I thought, oh, here we go. And then I looked at my hand and I went, uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Well, I played three Ramu. So there's a new Ramu that's a five drop EX burst. It breaks mm-hmm. an active forward. I played three Ramu, two Behemoth, which is basically mm-hmm. the same kind of thing. It's a five drop you can just use to break a guy. Break a guy, yeah. And then two Kujadas. So I, I had uh, five, seven. I had seven, like, quote, unquote, turn one answers wow. in my deck. Uh, because I was like, yeah, you know, uh, it's a thing. It's gonna be here. So you know, well, we got eight no, players opening kits. Somebody's gonna oh, open oh. this. Well, that, well, that's
1: lucky because uh, in the kit that I played the event with, I only saw three summons. I had one Rare, one uh, Kujata, and what was the third one? Dude, I just it, kept getting one shit.
0: I don't know. Carbuncle is a, is like questionable. The it's Meh. Um sheath is interesting. It's ten thousand damage minus one for each card. In her mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I got like in both of my event kits mm-hmm. I just opened like a ton of ramus, like ramus mm-hmm. and VVs, and I went, okay. I mean Bread says I'm playing lightning. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like seven EX removals.
1: Uh also too, Barts, Barts and Boko were great. Like I actually had I got like two Barts and three Boko. So I was able to do all that and then the Chocobo that lets uh forwards party attack with whoever. Mm-hmm. Like that that was some really, really strong shit. Cause I was also able to like play a guy, um, do a thing, party with uh two random ass colors. I'd have, you know, Bart's Bartz was partying, and then I'd get Sid Previa to haste the guy. Oh, I'd Sid just Previa play. was
0: such an all-star man. Yeah, that card's nuts. And Diana, is very nuts. strong.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, there's some there's some really, really neat things that can be done, like, in limited. But, yeah, I agree with you. I I really think the, like, I would I would dare say that if you're playing, like, a draft, Gipple's probably a pack one, pick one.
0: Hey, Gipple is dirty.
1: Yeah, that card's good. That card is really, really good. You can get multiple of that guy um, or, like, maybe a Gipple or two and a couple of white mages, which that card's excellent as well so there's a lot to unpack there um but overall i had a great time doing pre-release um it was cool to still be able to do it even because like opus 11 again it all it came out right in the beginning of this whole thing
0: you,
1: unless you had like a yeah, group of friends but opus 11. yeah th- and that'll be the first time i haven't pre-released since i started playing the game mm-hmm. so being able to actually do it in this set um obviously well we all had masks on we were you know keeping it very low-key and very safe, but. It was really, really fun. I just really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed streaming it. I hope we entertained people. I hope they were watching. We were sipping on some old monk. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. But John, you know, we're just gonna go right into our main topic. It's because, you know, we're done pre-releasing. We want full releasing. Oh, it's time,
0: Chris. Release me.
1: Dude, release me to the wild that might be the name of the episode. Release me. Um <laughs> But um, so yeah, we want to talk about Opus Twelve. It's here, and like I said at the beginning, John, this feels much more like an ancillary set. There's there's maybe when I there the only the only the only like new deck quote unquote that feels that's coming out of this set is Wind Ice. But that that's a deck that's been around, but now you've got some some cards that that some strong cards that really really push that uh that color combination but otherwise we're we just got we just got additions to existing archetypes obviously war warrior of lights a big one knights is another one um let's see what else did we see uh we got a bunch of new um uh that i'm losing
0: yeah Yeah. darkness
1: warriors of darkness yeah there's there's a lot of uh, some more Category 9 stuff we're seeing. Uh, Headhunters got support. Fucking Headhunters got support. Dragoons saw some card. Dragoons saw their... They're seeing their first ever backup that's named yeah, Dragon in
0: and this the, set. Uh, the 15 stuff, getting a huge come up with Regis um, and Noctis. Yeah, um, absolutely. The thing is, this set, like you said, there's less... There's no just, like, here's Marsh Ritz and a bunch of FFT backups. Like, yes. obviously here's here's the pack. there's no waff. there's no like mm-hmm. archetype that's baked into the set that's the obvious mm-hmm. build there's just a lot of enablers and a lot of them are pushing tribes which is cool because a lot of them are mm-hmm. tribes that are are a little bit underpowered so yeah mm-hmm. there's just a lot of attention being paid to older archetypes uh samurai's got a huge buff oh yeah tenzin as a is a big deal another backup oh. samurai
1: well why don't we start there why don't we just because um you know when we say we want to kind of do a little bit of strategy let's kind of take it little by little let's start with samurais they got two new cards in this set mm-hmm. you know obviously they got a backup samurai which you know the you, you that card could be blank and you're still playing it in that tribe because it makes your other samurais better
0: um it's so relevant just being able to make like mm-hmm. the thing that slows the cyan samurai stuff down is that normally in order to actually get a wipe or in order to actually threaten the larger forwards you need to party attack but with Mm -hmm. these new backup samurai honestly you're getting to a point where you can develop enough backups that it's not it's not this like crazy exodia thing anymore it's just like oh cyan aroha and somebody has to be able to attack and and it's more like monks
1: now yeah because now you've got another just generic multi unit samurai backup that that does also have an ability you can use at a pinch mm-hmm. if necessary, but you just wanna play three you just want like three of that guy in your backup line and like I don't know maybe like gosetsu and then another samurai you feel good, you mm-hmm. feel really good and you and it's all two c p backups too, so all the backup hate just doesn't fucking matter you know
0: yeah it's like uh you know what are they are they really gonna Use removal on your two cost samurai back. I mean, yeah, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. if it, if it trims your numbers down a little bit. But the nice thing is, samurai uh, Cyan is like the only threat they had to present. So mm-hmm. it's like everything else, like Roha a little bit because she pumps the damage up. Yeah. But the rest of them, whatever. He and like he's just gonna be there. He's gonna be a big meaty boy. He might attack and buff everybody, mm-hmm. but he's not like accruing tons of value over time. Cyan is. Cyan's doing all this free damage just because he exists. Everybody gets his trigger. Tenzin is going to be that oh, engine, yeah. that value engine for them. So Tenzin, this new legend that samurais gets, where no matter how he leaves the field, he's putting a samurai into play. It's the yep. perfect cost for it to be Cyan, who just searches for another samurai. Well, and... and
1: also too, at the end of each of your turns, you're you're looking at the top five.
0: That's right. And you're and you're getting
1: a card potentially.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, and he's a nine K brave samurai. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like all of that is relevant too uh It's just like, hey, great! Now I don't have to play like Ayame or like stretch for some of these cards. You can just put good cards in the deck, and the mm-hmm. deck will start to get there. I mean, I actually have been testing as Rob's been proxying these samurais, playing his samurai mm-hmm. deck, and when any of the samurais can start swinging, and you're counting the board nowadays, and it's like 8k easily on just one attack, that starts mm-hmm. to get really scary. And I think that it did push. Uh, I think modifier samurais will be something that you start to see.
1: Absolutely. And another great addition to that deck that you'll see people playing is the new forward Bahamut that's in Mm -hmm. the set. Um, I mean, that guy's cleaving for what does he cleave for normally? Two or three?
0: Yeah, every time he attacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he's able to he has two different S abilities and you can run the summons and pay for his S abilities with summons so Mm -hmm. it's like, it's not going to be as detrimental for that deck building cost. Plus, he works with all the Bahamut synergy cards so like oh Moody yeah and yeah. Caius and mm-hmm.
1: and what i really like is the fact that you don't have to commit to a, a crazy amount of Bahamut's to make this card work you can e- you can easily get seven or more fire summons into your break zone by playing cards like belias um your ifrits um and obviously you're you're going to look at a bahamut package now because of this card and what is unfortunate. Um, I guess I don't want to get into that yet, but, uh, mm-hmm. you, you'll find a lot of decks that are in red are kind of having, no, fuck it. We'll talk about it now. A lot of red decks are having to play that Opus Six Bahamut because of the threat of Neo-X death.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like, 10K.
1: I, yeah, I don't like that card. Um, cause there's times, especially like in the late game where, you know, the, the summons you're out. If you're at six damage, you can't fucking use it. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't like that about a summon. Now I don't mind taking damage because you know uh, I don't know in this deck if there's any damage threshold cards that you know maybe if you're playing some of the samurai that have those damage thresholds, mm-hmm. but you're not you don't want to be damaging yourself just to kill Neo X Death, right? Because I feel like I feel like of all the things you have to do to kill that card early, the four CP Opus Six Bahamut's probably like one of the worst. Because yeah. it's still damaging you, mm-hmm. and you're still losing. You know the car. It's, ugh, it's it's rough. It's rough. But point it's is, not I very think
0: easy for fire or water to deal with. It well, really well. isn't. Well, water gets fanfrit, but only fanfrit though, and that's narrow yeah. and it's bad for you the later the game goes. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So, and we'll talk about that. You know, as we get further into you know Opus Twelve. But uh samurai definitely an archetype that is on the come up. Um, I think it's still definitely more of like a casual deck. Like I put Sam- Samurai and Dragoons to me are kind of in the same area, but I, I, think I, Samurai's I a
0: lot better than Dragoons actually though. Like,
1: um, well, yeah, I, I'll put, I'll put them like the next step up, mm-hmm. but I, I definitely wouldn't take, I mean, I wouldn't take either of them to a tournament, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. I hear you. but I think it does get some stuff, but you know, another tribe that did get, uh, that was already pretty solid that got a, a great buff out of one card is monks.
0: Yeah. Um, wow. It, just that backup, man.
1: And it's a great backup. It's the fact that, and we've talked about this before when it was revealed, it, it's a monk away. They, that was, they, they were a monk away and they got it. Um, cause it's not just a monk that lets you finally recycle your Ursulas and your Yangs and all your, you know, your other monks that you've already pitched to Ursula. Um, the fact that it, also has a, a pretty much a hecaton chair on your turn is really really good. Um, it, it does it that it's a card that does literally everything that archetype wants to do. So, so monks very very simple.
0: Yeah, oh, John. Oh, no, I thought no, I lost not, you there no, for no, a second. No, no no, I'm no, 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 i was just letting you go, dude. You're the monk guy. No, yeah, uh, that backup is it just lets you discard those combo pieces and still, you know, not feel bad about it. Like, You're not just like okay, it's not like the Alcid problem where you have to hold Alcid on your knight forever, you can never discard no, one half. It's like you can just get rid of Yang or Ursula, mm-hmm. pop them back yeah. in when you need them. Exactly, exactly. And uh, you
1: know, um, I guess technically, depending on how you play monks, so you're seeing a lot of two color monk decks mm-hmm. these days. Uh, there's Wind Earth, Water Earth. I mean, you're a lot of these are just maximizing the category four package um that new white mage that we talked about for pre-release talk about oh, a great talk too, about huh? a great car where you can just go you can you know and i know uh the guys at mysidia gaming mentioned it when they were doing their earth set review being able to white mage on your opponent's turn and go yang ursula monk that seems really really good you yeah. know oh, what is i it mean my turn
0: now exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah it is pretty good that white mage in general uh that a, like a devout effect these days is a little bit too slow but being able to do it during your opponent's turn just opens up so many lines and so many mm-hmm. unique lines that it's, uh, it's worth the look.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, so, John, you know, we're, we're, t- we're going through like the job tribes here. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one uh, is one that's very near and dear to your heart. That got a huge, huge amount of love in this set. And of course, John, I'm talking about knights. Yeah, um, man, for sure. Well, what's so great about this now I'll let you take it from here. There's more, there's, there are many ways to play this tribe now
0: yeah i mean so the biggest thing is you know a lot of the night cards are older and the problem with a lot of older cards is nowadays they cost too much for what they do um Mm -hmm. oftentimes being able to reduce the cost of something by one is enough to like really just you know make it shine you know oh oh, all these cards are just a little over curve you know these two drop seven Ks these days if they were three drop that would make a lot Mm -hmm. more sense so one is normally like it feels pretty good Well, this Beatrix card that they made, Chris, reduces by two for free. And that's really something incredible because now you're looking at cards like Rain that people don't give the time of day. And he's like, you know, he's got this decent snowball effect on him. He has almost a Shoal equivalent to him Mm -hmm. in his S ability, but he costs that light slot and you pay Mm -hmm. three for him and then he dies. Well, it turns out, Chris, when you pay one for him, you're much more willing to invest that tiny, tiny upfront cost in what's a big snowball-type effect. Well, and and opponents... not to mention that you're buffing your board because of Beatrix as well. Yeah, every time a knight enters the field. So, um, you know, the the Steiner that's not good enough anymore, the 5-drop that searches, and he only becomes a 7K. Well, mm-hmm. nope, now he's a 3-drop that searches for a forward or backup, so that's great. Uh, there's a new mm-hmm. knight they put in this set. He's a 6-drop that plays a princess, you know you put beatrix that use her ability you pay for you play this guy and he plays a backup or you play him and he plays like the ash hero forward you know or mm-hmm. garnet um beatrix reducing cost on knights while herself being basically no name clash a two drop mm-hmm. which is the magic number for water forward Two drop water yep. forward and having that trigger that just helps you push anything that's even somewhat weenie like you know through your mm-hmm. opponent's board as you just cheaply just aggressively slam bodies on the board this card's just good um it's been a lot of fun to kind of revisit the night and the the nine mm-hmm. decks we saw glauca make ramza mm-hmm. more relevant than he's been in a long time last set and this makes ramza turn on even faster because it discounts yeah. him by two and buffs him by two mm-hmm. like a double glauca form well and what's all, what's great about that too is um
1: you know you're, you're mentioning we're, we're mentioning a lot of colors here mm-hmm. um, one of the colors that has not really seen a lot of love for nights, but have been, it's been there is fire. Um, obviously, you know, there's not really many fire nights that are noteworthy. Um, I do think obviously the best one is the one that was printed in this set. I'm talking about Goblin. The two
0: best ones. Yeah.
1: Um, and I think that, I think that's a good enough card to consider a fire splash in nights, mm-hmm. just because, um, I mean, he, especially if you play him after you can play him before Beatrix to get the Beatrix. You can play him after Beatrix to net a card. I mean, you're you're pretty much netting CP if you play it that way. Right. Um. So I, I think he's he's a good. I mean, any card that's going to draw you two cards effectively, right, is good. I mean, he's he's pretty right. much free every time. Um. And if you've got Beatrix out, you're getting the plus two K. So there, there, <laughs> there's a there's a lot that this card brings to the table. The only thing that's it's a card that is only going to get better the more fire nights they
0: print. Yeah, I was really hoping we would see one more, even like a common oh, or rare. one, more, or one more, a night away. Yes. <laughs> it's a one-night the... a one night stand, Chris. Yeah. We just needed them be to great take a stand. We just needed them to take a stand, a one-night yes. stand, and put one more night in fire. Um, That's... And, yeah, that isn't named Stein. Garland. Yeah, or... I mean, it could be named Garland. Just be a good Garland.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's fair. That is very, very fair. Uh, or
0: we could have, like, you know, why didn't we make a new... Well, I mean, I guess Garland kidnaps the princess. But, like, a Garland that plays the princess. You know what I mean? Like, like we, yeah. put, we put more princess synergy into knights and then went and stuck it in a brand new color. Not that it's mm-hmm. a new knights color, but it's like, come on. You know, that was what Fire was doing, was doing, like, the princess angle on knights. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But Gawain and Steiner, both coming out, both lending themselves to that. And we had said that we thought the dual element... Was not going to be a knight. We called it on the cast. I said, "I don't know. I think they got all the attention they're going to get in that Beatrix, and that this is going to be a Ferris or Elena Warrior of Light." And we were right, Chris. It's a Warrior of Light Ferris, and I yep. think that's a perfect segue to just go right into the next oh, archetype. I,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Um, Warriors of Light have been something that have been pretty near and dear to a lot of people. Like I, I remember when, like the other, the old Aegis Soul came out. I played Warriors of Light for a while. I loved. Like in Opus Five, I loved Mono Earth Warriors of Light because you had you had Ingus, you had Wool. Uh, You could play the Light Wool. Like Earth had Earth had the most options just because Mm of Wool, which gave them they got the Sarah backup
0: that searched from your discard or got one from your discard. Yeah,
1: which is huge. Kryll was a Warrior of Light. It was like all these little
0: things, dude. Yeah, it was really cool.
1: But then we get this new legend. and we get several new Warriors of Light in the colors of water and fire in this set. So, again, another fire water archetype is ki- our color combination is kind of pushed in this set. I mean, obviously, uh, Gowin, you know, and the new Steiner pushing fire water knights, mm-hmm. Ferris, and the new Agus, the new soul, the new Dusk. Uh, these cards clearly wanting you to be in fire water and Ferris ferris is definitely now the reason to play warriors of light let, let's 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 just give her a quick read shall we
0: oh please let's dive in
1: sure sure let me uh get her enlarged here because i'm an old man with old man eyes
0: all right chris i forgive you
1: oh thanks man i wrote farks her <laughs> <I> whole <wrote laughs> farks but yes so
0: ferris is
1: oh my god my computer so well, Chris, we when go.
0: Ferris or a Job Warrior of Light Thank enters you, the field, <laughs> you select one of the two following actions. You either get to choose one forward and deal it uh, 2,000 damage for each Job Warrior of Light you control forward. Sorry, you control, or you uh, can reduce the cost of the next Warrior of Light card you play this turn by two.
1: Now, let, let's talk about a couple things here. Um, this is this card right here is a textbook build around card.
2: Oh, it for does. Sure,
1: it, it, this is textbook. Um, and what's crazy is, you know, the first couple turns, you know, you'll hit something for four k, and then you'll hit it for another four k, and so you'll kill something in a couple shots. But you'll get to the point where you're just like, I'll twelve k that fucking guy, I'll ten k that guy. You know what I mean? There's just it, it just goes out of fucking control, and the the cost reduction like that gets out of control too. Uh, and, and I know it was said, I want to say it was confirmed also too, that like say you play Aegis into a four drop, the mm-hmm. next, if you, choose to re- if you choose to reduce the cost twice, the next one will be reduced by four. Yes. Because you're not casting the one that you're playing for free. Right. So that, that discount carries over. Should that be what you choose? But if you choose the nuke, you're like 4K, 6K, and that thing's dead. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because but, casting, remember, and this is important for this set, is casting is when you pay the cost yes. of the top left of a card. Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, let's kind of dive in. You know, Warriors of Light's another one that can splash in a lot of directions because um, most of these guys are uh, Final Fantasy Legends, and there's a great selection of Warriors of Light and Wind. So you're going to see a wind splash Um, you're going to see an earth splash because of, you know, we talked about that a second ago, the recursion, um, wind also gives good protection because really at the end of the day, the, the deck, when Ferris is on the board, I think the deck is an a plus when she's not on the board, the deck is a fucking C minus at best. Um, because all of your guys are just kind of bodies at this point. Ferris Mm -hmm. really gives you that payoff for playing these bodies. um, And obviously water. And what I really like is how she reduces the next Warrior of Light you play. So the Sarah, both like you either playing paying five CP for one that lets you put a four cost Warrior of Light into play, giving you another Ferris trigger, Mm -hmm. or you pay four for the backup that lets you search for two. So, like the fact that you can discount Warrior of Light backups is absolutely huge.
0: Yeah, dude, because you like you said, it's the ones that just put one in the player search. So it's just like the ones that you're discounting are just more card advantage.
1: Yep, and then they've got a searcher in water two with the uh the uh, opus uh what was she? Opus Sarah. five Aria. Yeah. The Opus Five Aria. Oh, yeah, yeah, The EX burst, yeah. And uh, then you've got they Aria got an anth- yeah, and then they've got an anthem from a Opus ten. Mm-hmm and and then you've got like you're in an archetype that i think if you're playing fire water too, another great card especially if you're playing warriors of light and you, you, this kind of crosses over to knights as well uh princess goblin you know Ooh, yeah that's a card that i when i first saw it i i was very narrow with it because i'm like oh it's a Waff backup you can just play it in Waff, and don't worry about it
0: no it but when you're playing it to
1: get that wall is pretty good dude going to get wall going to get lena going to get Refia going to get rain um and the fact that it's searchable off of uh verena from opus 10 i love backups that search
0: backups, backups that search backups baby and it's like getting you your blue and red online
1: right and here's the thing too like you're you don't mind breaking this like you don't mind tapping it to pay for something play the wall break it because you know more than likely you're going to have another backup to just slam down in its place um it's it's such a it's such a great trade off. Like I love a turn one backup that's essentially free. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, if it's for
1: free, Chris, it's for me. Damn straight. So, yeah, I I think Warriors of Light have a lot of legs and I think, you know, we talked about um wind earth, you know, you'll I I do think you'll see three or four color Warrior of Light list. I don't necessarily think that's correct. I think two colors splashing a third or just straight up fire water are the ways to play the deck.
0: Yeah. if I, All four seems like you're giving up too much of the power of one of those elements, mm-hmm. because you need to play the cards that make the element consistent, the warrior of light cards in that element. And then it's like, well, you also mm-hmm. want to take care of one of the, you know, one or two of the utility cards in that element. Like yep. you don't want to splash in a green and not play a Stola. You don't want exactly. to, you know, like a couple things like that. So Uh, It's also a deck that's a little bit tricky to kind of figure out what you want to do with your summons. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's usually very, like, dude-oriented, so you want to Mm -hmm. have a lot of utility packed into the summons that you have, because the backups and the forwards aren't going to have a lot of utility, they're just going to be keyword large and keyword cheap. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then that, okay. that's ultimately like you want to
1: protect ferris protecting ferris mm-hmm.
0: is should be
1: the number one mo of these warrior of light decks.
0: some of the other guys get out of hand too though i mean like when soul just comes to the table and starts party attacking and all of a sudden you're just searching for whatever friggin warrior of light you want huge uh the fact that at the end of the ferris chain soul comes down as a one cp like do 10 or 12k to something so is mm-hmm. kind of funny too um, oh, yeah, yeah she, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a thing. I think for the first time, Warriors of Light has a payoff besides the fact that, hey guys, like, they all come to the reunion and they all find out that they were all Warriors of Light at some mm-hmm. point, and They're all like, oh man, this is our brotherhood. You know, Now they actually have some payoff, something that they're getting for all their hard work over the years. No, ab-
1: absolutely, and I think this is going to be one of the archetypes that people mess around with the most. Because mm-hmm. it has a lot of casual to competitive appeal. Um, now another, so, so we talked about how, you know, a lot of existing decks, um, get upgrades. I think, uh, a deck that we're going to see playing a little bit differently these days too, is now just straight up Mono Lightning, um, because they got some insane good cards and, in, in the form of Sid Previa and Mid Previa, and oh, honestly, man, yeah, and honestly, the new Thancred, that, because... I I genuinely think the new Thancred is a mono Lightning card first, because here's the thing. You've got the Moogle. The, the, it's a 2-CP Moogle. We all know what it does. It's Lightning and Taps for Water. Because Sid Previa exists, you don't need to play any other Water cards, because you're going to mm-hmm. play Thancred. You're always going to get back Sid Previa.
0: Always. As he counts himself.
1: Yes. You're going to put Sid Previa into play, and you're going to haste Thancred, and then you're going to... Break whatever the fuck you want.
0: And you're gonna punch your ticket to Worlds. Yes,
1: you are. Um, and like that in conjunction with Ramza, like you, you're just gonna have a wide board. You're going fast. Like I, I, I think you know the addition of Thancred makes Mono Lightning so
0: much scarier. Yeah, I agree. He's um, he's a beater, Chris. Mm-hmm. He's here. He's not taking any any must or Nor any fuss. fuss none don't none. you dare zero yeah that's right because it is not on us that's right no man he's uh he knows what he's about
1: no absolutely and, th- and that's the thing most of these legends we've seen are you know th- for the most part they're build around cards and i think Thankred's one that while it's not a build around card i definitely think it's like a a nail in the coffin type card that guy's yeah. get that guy gets going um Nothing you can play is
0: safe, and I think yeah. that's huge. Like lock clear build around directions there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I keep wanting to say Bart's is a legend, even though he's not. Oh, he fucking um, should be, man. Know, Let's right? talk about that guy for a second. Yeah, Bart's is a deck all by himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you Bart's in the one CPs, stuff, man, or chocobo stuff, or Warrior of Light stuff, or just make yeah, Bart's and the boys. Mm-hmm.
1: Because like, it, it's so crazy, like you look at Bartson, he, the fact that he has the a party, some like, I, the, and, and the eggs on Danny Diaz's face here. Cause he was, he was kind of like, I don't know, man, like it reads well, but it seems kind of slow. And like halfway through pre-release, he was like, Nope, that card's not slow at all. <laughs>
2: He's
1: like, Nope, Nope. That, that card does that. Like is the Gandalf of cards in this set. It never late, never early. It goes, it's as fast as he needs to be. <laughs> um, and it but arrives like, is
0: exactly what it needs to.
1: Exactly, and like the crazy thing is, like, there's some really neat because I you immediately start pulling up every fucking one CP that's ever
0: existed. It's now ever existed, Chris? Yeah, for sure. Because and now,
1: that. because now they've got something like obviously the 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 big one that comes to mind is I, I think the one that probably has the most upside. Um, well, I guess there's two, especially because Sid Previa exists, but Sid Previa and suzuhiza like to me those are the one drops that you're just like whoa these are these cards are doing something really good so having a turn where you play bart's like you know even alex hancock's mentioned it when he was doing his set review like if you have turn one bart's Boko, play him mm-hmm. swing grab suzuhiza put him into play swing and then know you're drawing two cards next turn
0: easy peasy chris yeah, that's
1: fucking nuts to me. Like, that is nuts to me that that's, that's like a thing.
0: Yeah, and I, like, I think that it's uh, it's fun, too, right? Like, because party attacking hasn't been extremely relevant. It hasn't been something that's been, like, a mechanic that you that is sought mm-hmm. after. But now it makes you want to do it. You're like, oh, man, I want to do all the party attack stuff. So then you get to pull up the list of all the party attack cards. You start to find out mm-hmm. about the cards like Andoria and Celeste that you don't play. Mm-hmm. It's like that.
1: Well, and what's also crazy too, right? Let's talk about some of the other cards that really help these party attack decks. Um, you know, I, I I mentioned them when I said Sid previa, but mid previa. Um, when me and Adam Duncan were playing our pre-release game, mid previa took over the game because every time he partied, that guy's nuking somebody for eight k.
0: Yeah, he knows what's up, man.
1: That's what I'm saying. The mad lad himself. Um, like that card's really really good. And then we we obviously talked about Gipple. Um. That card giving parties like an extra 10k is pretty
0: nuts. Yeah, it's and uh, brave by the way. Yeah, and brave. Yeah, exactly. So they they just are coming through at like you said 10. It doesn't matter what their power is. First of all, what can even check the 10k? Mm -hmm. So you're definitely saying okay, trade and and the 5k on the forwards might be enough to protect them from not Mm -hmm. even dying if they try and trump it. They might not even be able to take out one of your two guys.
1: Yeah, and and what's also crazy too Just is, pressure. well, and what's also crazy too, you know, talk about all the these great one CPs. They got a fucking searcher.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They got a new Diana who's the an new expert, expert searcher. Yeah, and they, which also because this card exists, it breathes breathes life into the old Glaive. Now mm-hmm. I've got that. Now I'm searching a backup off of this card that's going to get me another forward. Um, but then we talk about you know back to the party attack thing. Uh, the new Chocobo backup that just lets your fucking guys party with whoever they want to on entry, and you can tap it. Well, and can party with whoever they it,
0: want to, dude. <laughs>
1: that's what I'm saying. Just as long as you're safe, honey. Mm-hmm. But what's so great about it is Make it's not choices. a one shot deal. It you can keep you can use it over e- each turn. It's just a tap, so it's a two CP backup mm-hmm. that that still does things throughout the course of the game after you play it and. I, I love I think that card is absolutely great. There's so many ways to search it. Um you'll see a lot of people doing uh like or you see you see a lot of lists on FF decks where they're playing Azana mm-hmm. just to search that card out, just to get it going.
0: Yeah, I, I mean I don't blame them. Dude, there's that new engine now because you Azana you can Azana the fat Chocobo backup, play the fat mm-hmm. chocobo backup that plays that Chocobo into play. Mm-hmm. there's like a lot of uh engine and now chocolate is also just another there's like a couple backups you could play so it's not as dead if you draw the one first mm-hmm. yeah it's like a whole little choco engine now it's pretty nice um like you said so you let, like backups to search backups man how about putting them dude, right into play
1: that's what i'm saying man like that that's anytime you can and then that's you know that's what the game's kind of becoming right like when you move going back to when we were playing f3 like the game seemed very straightforward and combat centric now it's like but you like paid for all your guys like Lena knight was insane back then because Mm -hmm. you were or like yang ursula was insane back then because there was no other way to really cheat bodies in now it's like if you're not cheating bodies in you're probably not winning
0: Mm -hmm. yeah you just are people are getting a lot more value especially board presence out of less cp indeed and john you set me up and i'm going to
1: knock it down the best uh i think the best um way to or i guess the best card that creates board presence in this set, at least in my opinion is the new fucking regis what a oh, neat baby. card and breathing life into or new life a not only into the 15 strategies but obviously uh, a lot of different earth uh lightning strategies uh definitely changes the landscape of Rampair. um that's kind of the first place that I went to when I saw this card. Mm-hmm. Um, Another card that he breathes new life into is the old 8CP Kefka from Opus 4, that legend, because you can just have a crazy turn where you have these great forwards with these great ETBs, you Kefka them away, and then you play Regis and get two of them back and get those crazy
0: ETBs again. Chris, this deck takes me back to mono Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was a meme. For for uh, in our parts. But oh, yeah. um Regis is like this this Earth Lightning card. In Mono Earth Estadium, we would always joke that you could just play this mono earth deck and play the Moogle that taps for lightning yep. and turn this on. That was before mm-hmm. I mean those jokes are pre-Tiro. Nowadays we're looking at I mean, I just want to see this Regis in a monk deck. It's literally all oh, yellow yeah. cards and Regis, mm-hmm. and then you just take out your guns, your monks just like and then slam him back on the field and do it again, dude. I mean, it's yeah. just um And there's so much potential. People are already talking about like these Regis double Renoa, like infinite trigger, yeah. or, like, all these like crazy loops you can do with him and just what a cool card.
1: So John, if I'm playing Regis and Monks, here's what I would do. It's it's kind of expensive, but not really. I mean, because I feel like the monk deck, depending on if you're playing Suzuhisa which you are, you you've got a bevy of cards in hand. You play the fight yang you target Ursula. You break the fight Yang to Ursula to buffer. Then you pl- then you play Regis then play fight Yang again target Ursula. So when she attacks she's fighting two things. And then you can just buffer <laughs> again to live.
0: Yeah, there's so many fun angles.
1: Yeah, it's nuts. Like I I think Regis opens up a lot. Now another legend just right out of the gates that he plays with in the set, which is cool. So if you happen to get both of them in a pre-release kit, you could do some some baby shenanigans, but I'm talking about Gilgamesh. <laughs> um,
0: like Gilgamesh.
2: Good.
1: Yeah, he's just a very simple put him in the break zone, break a guy. Like it's just clean, efficient removal. Uh, the cards are gonna see play. Um, probably not in like mono lightning decks, but definitely like Rampair lists. Any list with Regis, I think playing Gilgamesh is smart. Um and then, of course, you know, while we're talking about you know these these uh, earth lightning sorry water light earth lightning cards,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know this new Noctis, I, I'll never forget when I first saw this card. I was like, oh, it's the fourth best Noctis. No, this is the best Noctis they yeah, ever. Yeah,
0: just read. kidding. Uh, this card I, is I, fucking nuts. Any of the two element cards that we said weren't popping are just they're just all popping. The problems mm-hmm. are like. Steiner doesn't pop in a different way than any of the rest of the cards in his element, so you only play him yep. as, like, a Gawain target. Um, mm-hmm. And the Leon and the Vayne. Oh. Uh Leon and Vayne are just, like... They caught the short end of the category stick, like, in every they single did. other color. The relevant multicolor cards are highly tutorable in relevant categories that have tutors in mm-hmm. color, and Vayne and they Leon are not. Are not. So... Uh but again themselves still potential to be relatively strong cards. hmm But this Noctis comes
1: down. I mean, we're talking about one, you know, value forwards. He's a one CP forward because you're you're playing him in 15 centric decks. Um, so you're gonna get a card back. Um and the fact that he just buffs the board when he parties and gives them all haste, he becomes kind of this this crazy shoal where if you when you play him, you need to deal with him immediately mm-hmm. or whatever gets played the following turn is all, is going across your face and they're going to be bigger than you expect
0: yeah dude he's going to just pump and and he we see a lot of cards this set that are like okay i've got my guys on the board and now this is going to push that through mm-hmm. whatever the hell you're doing so like when we see noctus when we see gipple mm-hmm. we see these cards that are just saying like i'm coming in you know like step aside like the party attacks and that's the answer to when people talk about like oh these forwards keep getting bigger and bigger Yeah. oh no like like bfa dude bfa hates party attacks like this kind of stuff dude man. fucking he, plow you into know, him. he Just... is not into uh you know a bunch of party attacks coming on he's not into things like uh like regis where mm-hmm. like oh I'll play a guy kill the bfa bfa triggers when I target him to kill another guy regis my guy's come back
1: Yeah, you you create such a great tempo there. And also, too, you know who loves playing with Noctis? Fucking Grandpa Sid Previa. He's purple. You're going to play Noctis. You play Sid Previa. Now your guys are buffed when you're you're coming across. Mm -hmm. And that's a great party attack. I'll party attack with my 9K and my 4K. Any day. Yeah, you know? It's great. It's absolutely great. So a lot of neat stuff happening. And, uh, you know... A lot of these multi-element cards, you know, as far as I'm concerned, most of them, some of them feel like they're blank, but they could be blank. Being able there's nothing better than knowing that you have that card in your hand and you can pitch it for whatever color you need. That that alone makes them extraordinarily powerful. And it's if a you haven't of
0: safety and security, Chris, <laughs> it, it is, it is. And if you haven't played thing. any.
1: If you haven't played any Opus 12 games yet or haven't done any proxying or done anything yet, it's just it's it's what this game has needed for a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean it's um it fixes so many weird I mean because of the you know we fix like land screwing one of the only weird kind of things that can happen to you is like your mm-hmm. color fixing is messed up and these cards just smooth everything out. Smooth as butter, Chris. Just gives you more yeah. lines and you know how we feel about lines here. No, we want all the lines. We love the lines. Dude. No, absolutely.
1: Um and speaking of, you know, some new lines in the game, we've got some some more some more counterplay popping up in this set. And uh, the big one uh and anybody who pretty much everything about this card has been has proven to be true and I'm talking about Amaterasu. Mm. Um that that card is a showstopper. You know, we've talked about all these great Regis turns. Yeah, you're not having that if they got Amaterasu in hand.
0: Yeah, that turns a really, really strong Regis turn into a, I just lost the game, Regis flop. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Big time flop. Yeah.
1: Um and and I think that's done on purpose. I think Regis is an eight K on purpose. Um oh, because very of much that. So. Yeah. But, you know, also too, you know, someone plays a Warrior of Light, you get that Ferris trigger. Alright, well now she's dead.
0: You know. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's like we were talking about when we were doing our pass tonight or not you know our tournament snakebite mm-hmm. on seven kept the card relevant just because of an S ability because it was such okay. a narrow window to such a powerful ability. Now mm-hmm. Amaterasu is he just cut a hole in the wall? Now he's like, check it out, guys! I made my own window. That's right.
2: Well, <laughs> That's
1: and also and too, and think of all like the random the random auto abilities that. You just maybe don't think about it in a turn that just gets shut off. Like another great example is, um, you know, let's, let's go back to Noctis. When he comes
0: into play, he grabs a fifteen character.
1: Nope, you can Amaterasu that, kill him, and they don't get the card back either. So, or they
0: party attack, and you're like, actually, instead of a party attack,
1: you're nobody dead.
0: gets this trigger. Noctis is dead, and I'll block the other guy in the party. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a card that now you're going to have to think about, Chris, you're going to have to weigh the risks and the rewards more heavily, um, Mm -hmm. on a lot of turns because of cards like Amaterasu.
1: Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Um, you you just can't blindly play that lock anymore. You can't just blindly, um, play this next card, um, that I think is really, really unique and I think is legendary worthy. And I'm talking about Lonnie, Mm. um, Talk about you know you know you had actually mentioned it earlier how legend cards have a unique effect that's what mm-hmm. kind of makes them legendary. I does Lonnie not do that?
0: Yeah, Lonnie has a very legendary feeling effect. well mm-hmm. so does Beatrix. To be fair,
1: yeah, but like and also Lonnie's a headhunter, so we got some headhunter support in this set. She's immediately the best headhunter they've ever printed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the headhunter support is actually like, oh, man, there's existing Lonnie support.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. But, uh, but let's, let's talk about her for a second. She just, just takes the top card of your opponent's deck, and you get to cast it for any CP, and it costs two cheaper. And if I'm not mistaken, even after she's dead, you can still do it.
0: Yeah, that's a, absolutely a lasting effect there, Chris. It doesn't say when Lonnie mm-hmm. leaves the field, you get rid of the card. So, one thing to look at here is that you're taking the card away from your opponent. Regardless, either mm-hmm. way, whether or not you play it, no mm-hmm. card for you. Um the second, like realistically, you look at a lot of situations if it's any forward, no matter what, it's still something you... it's like a line that you can take, right? So, whether mm-hmm. it's a chump blocker or whatever, it reduces the cost on it. So, even if you're playing something as a chump blocker, it doesn't feel that bad. So, any mm-hmm. forward in your opponent's deck is good. Summons are situational depending... Backups can be tough. Mm-hmm.
1: Though nothing would be worth. Uh, nothing um, would be better than like say you kind of have like a
0: crazy brick. You hey, play Lonnie turn one, and you take a two, nuts. and you
1: take a two CP backup. You can just
0: play it for okay. free because it doesn't early, say anything. Nuts. Yeah, 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 for sure.
1: Well, and what's also cool is um, fuck, I just well one of the things you can do, and it's maybe some kind of slight counterplay to Lonnie is when when your opponent plays. Try to get a search card on the table as soon as possible so you can see what they have. Yeah. You can you can mitigate the surprise factor of it yeah, relatively well. If you know well.
0: your deck, if you know your list, it's like in Pokemon. Uh, anybody who's ever mm-hmm. played that competitively, you get used to looking for your prizes. So what happens is you take six cards off the top of your deck at the beginning of a game of Pokemon, you put them on the side, and mm-hmm. every time you kill one of your opponent's guys, you take one. So it's Mm -hmm. like if your damage was reversed, right? It's like at the beginning of the game, you took seven damage and you put it face down on the side of your deck. And then every time you killed, you know, you took a damage, you you got a card back. So it's like, okay, well, how do I know what they are? The game doesn't let me check them. You know, yeah, Mm -hmm. well, the game lets you check the other 53 cards of your deck. So you go and you look in the deck and you go, okay, I know what's missing, right? It's a skill, um, but it's important. On your first search, you always check your deck and identify your prizes. So here, it's going to be the same thing. They take, uh, you know, Lani comes down, you take a little quick inventory. You go, Alright, what's in play? What's in my discard pile? And on your next search, you find out what they have. You know? Mm-hmm. It's um it's 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 a cool card because it's a higher skill card for everybody. It's a higher mm-hmm. skill cap for the players who are having their cards taken. Also a deck building skill cap kind of thing. Like, oh man, if I put like a decent number of cards that are only like uniquely effective, mm-hmm. it mitigates Lonnie effectiveness against me. Um mm-hmm. and what it takes Chris that I like the most is it's Lonnie is just like Amaterasu and actually another card Neo Extent and it's funny to, like you know you see me comparing those three cards you might think how are these similar at all and mm-hmm. what's similar here is that these are spaces that they're exploring in the game where things that you've been doing have just felt like a given right like I just assume I'm going to be able to play two backups on turn one and things will be fine and if mm-hmm. people play like a Golbez against me first of all that feels outdated. Right, mm-hmm. It used to be a thing that people did all the time, but for the most part, people play at Golbez against me, and I'm like, oh, well, I'll just set up through this. It's really not that much of a threat. It used to be a big threat. It used to be there's no setup through Golbez. There's, mm-hmm. like, you have to deal with this guy because there just aren't as many board wipey kind of reset things or value forwards in the deck. But mm-hmm. these days, you're like, you see Golbez, you're like, oh, whatever. You know, I'll play three backups and I'll play a Martian Ritz, and how can they, you know, keep up with that, really, no matter what mm-hmm. they put out with it? Um, Amaterasu is Auto abilities, for the most part, just feel safe. You just assume when you play the Regis, you're going to get his effect. You assume it's going to happen. You assume it's going to happen so much you plan the turn around it. Right? Yep. Um, and Neo X Death, sorry, Neo X Death is the turn one thing. And now Lonnie. Lonnie is, you know, I'm going to put powerful cards in my deck. I assume my opponent would never benefit from the cards I'm playing. Right, Mm -hmm. and now you have to think more about turn one because of Neo X death and cards you play, what your turn ones look like, what good turn one plays are, and what kind of answers you might want to hold. Lani makes you think more about deck construction Mm -hmm. and and make you have more awareness about what's remaining in your deck and what's left in the deck. Mm -hmm. And Amaterasu makes you have, you know, measure the risk reward Mm -hmm. of using Enter abilities. So I just think it's really cool how Opus 12 is is exploring things like a wider angle. Yep. And then Lonnie, another layer to Lonnie is say you get another layer to Lonnie. Layers of Um, Lonnie.
1: That's right. I'd watch that soap opera. But like what's really cool is depending on the cards you take, like what if it's a forward? Like, uh, you know, what if it's like a Neo-X death or something or like a Ritz or a Marsh, like something that, you know, maybe I don't want to play this because I don't want it to die and go back to their break zone where they Mm. might want it. I'm just going to leave this card removed from the game
0: for yeah. the rest of the game. Like, Oh, cool. Like, I RG this card. Yeah. Easy peas. Yeah.
1: Especially like in top cut, like say your opponent's only playing one, one BFA or they're only playing oh, one. Neo you're that death. Lucky,
0: but yes. Yeah. Still yeah. Like yeah. Sure. But I'm just like,
1: Hey, stranger things have happened. Hey, but yeah. like, if you take a, a card, that's like a singleton of, cause you'll know their list at that point. Mm-hmm. But like you take that one singleton, you're like, I'm just going to leave this here. Cause you know, maybe that was something that, you know, they only playing. You know, you know what I'm saying, though, right? Like, there's, yeah, a, I mean, lot, you, there's a lot, of once you layers See there. the
0: list, you get so much information off of what that mm-hmm. card is and and what they have access to now. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it it just creates like when you build a deck or what a certain amount of cards can do together is planned no, by them, right? And honey, mm-hmm. while <laughs> her chance of making some really weird things happen is very very small, just because of the nature of how the card works. Mm -hmm. Lonnie does effectively open up the ability for any card to be played in any kind of deck without the restriction. So it's just like, oh, my Mono Ice deck can now just play whatever the hell the thing is you have in your deck. Mm -hmm. And, like, how do those interact together? Normally those things can't happen together. So, like, there are going to be Lonnie things that are not very good. There's Mm -hmm. going to be a lot of Lonnie things that are kind of medium. And then there's going to be Lonnie things that feel like the Hearthstone cards that say, like, search your deck for the perfect card where just, like, you know, RNG are Our Jesus just blesses you, and mm-hmm. you are like, "Oh my gosh, I I don't know how I don't win playing this mm-hmm. four CP Veritas from your deck, or you know yep. stuff like that." It's just gonna it's be nuts. Yeah, or like it's like lock, and you're like, "Oh boy, I played two cards this turn and locks two less." <laughs> you know. Oh man, here and, it uh, goes. I mean, no, no, that's a bad example. No, it's any color. So you can, yeah, you don't have to pay yeah. the three right colors for him. It's just um. It's going to be interesting to see, Chris. It's a risk reward card where the risk is much lower. So I like it better than some of the other gambler cards.
1: Well, now, now here's a question since you said that, now, it, you know, Lonnie says you can pay CP of any color. Mm. With the multi element cards, do you still have to pay two different colors?
0: Um, I don't think so because I think it basically just makes it so that you can pay any color to fulfill all of the requirements on the card. Okay.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. That's important to know. It's yeah. an important distinction.
0: And they did say that the cards could be, quote-unquote, reduced to zero. So I think that Lonnie's one of those examples. Of, like, if you Lonnie and you reveal a Chantoto, it's like, oh, I could just play this.
1: <clears throat> that's pretty cool. Or zero. That's actually, yeah. That's really
0: cool. They can't be reduced that... to one, but they can be reduced to zero. I like that. But I imagine and, if uh... you reduce it to one, well, no, because then it would be oh. any But the rule is you can't reduce it to one. Chris, that's a good, it's a good gray area for us to explore. Let's get Matiski on the line. That's right. yeah. <laughs> nah. The um, city of Townsville. That's right. But yeah, so there, there's a lot to
1: unpack there. Um, Now, as far as, um, you know, the one element that seemingly didn't get much really, I mean, Ice, I felt like, you know, no pun intended, or maybe it is, Ice feels like they got really left out in the cold here in this set. Outside of some... Some kind of unique cards, right? Like uh, like Necron and Eshnatar. Crystal talk about Exarch
0: for a is a bomb. Mm-hmm. Crystal Exarch is going to bring back Bono Ice. You think so? Yes. Interesting. That's a hot take. I don't think so, man. Read that card again. Oh, I know what he does. He lets you just play a guy for free. Yeah, and you're main too. Did you just do it? You just play play cards what? for zero mm-hmm. cost. Threes, well, fours, it's equal to the
1: number Equal to the number of backups you have. And most, most mono-ice lists get to five backups very quickly.
0: Yeah, you get to five pretty damn quick. And I mean, and even if you're not, man, let's just say we get to mm-hmm. three. Like, I get to three, and now it's like I'll just play. Like, the locks are free. Yeah. Whatever's free. I just have to play this guy in the field. And now the thing is, whatever he spits out with him is going to be just as threatening as him, mm-hmm. if not more. And so it's like, fine. Now, I, how often does ice get to present you with two snowballing effects side by side? Uh, it's, it's pretty true. hard for them to do. I think that and, that card, gets like that card resolves once. It's like wow, that's pretty good for them. That card resolves twice. Mm-hmm. Like what are you doing? That card. I mean, and you leave it there that long. Now I'm just building more backups into it. I'm just assuming I get to play a free card at the beginning of my main two every time. Um, mm-hmm. I, that kind of card advantage doesn't exist in ice. Mm-hmm. And, and well, I think and that ice that's is very strong.
1: Well, but the only thing that's going to keep Ice really from doing much is they they don't really have an answer for Neo-X-Death.
0: Yeah, they're, uh, it's like half of the color pie has a bunch of answers. The other half is struggling a bit.
1: Yeah, like Ice, you need to have like a bunch of Shivas in your break zone to be able to get big enough to nu- to nuke
0: it. It's like you need to play the dragon and then you need to discard three cards from your hand. yeah and then <laughs> and lose, lose the dragon, dragon. <laughs> and have no yeah. cards and be like pass
1: and then they're like neo x death again Fuck.
0: yeah i mean well that's when it becomes like hey i mean if you're an ice deck it's time to just play veritas's
1: yeah no i so i think that that is, that is definitely the answer that they have to to use which is a shame because you know we, we talked we talked a little bit about it before the ice legend and the set the emperor um -hmm. It's not it's not an everyday ice card, but I I definitely think there's something there. I just don't know what that is yet. But I feel like in the right deck, and I guess if the game is later, that could be a Veritas. uh, Not sorry, not Veritas. A uh, a Neo X Death answer Mm -hmm. because you can just put it in the break zone, then do the thing, and then they have to discard a card. You know, I feel like in a deck that this that's going to have this guy, it'll he'll probably end up making your opponent discard. You know. 10 cards over the course of the game and that's a lot
0: i used to just start running uh in your deck yeah mitigate there you the go First few turns of the X tether so you can do something to it i don't know it's tough it's gonna be a little shaky it's but, gonna be dodgy yeah i mean you know um i, I think that chaos backup the veritas uh, like the light and dark answers that kind of exist are going to start to see a bit more play. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, maybe it's like, you know, Mono just has too much trouble with that card. The thing Ooh. is, though, if 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 it ends up being like Golbez, which is kind of how it feels to me, he feels like the modern Golbez, right? He feels uh-huh. like the here it is, and you're like, God, damn, I was hoping nobody <laughs> at this tournament would do this to me. I know it exists. I know it's going to be right. I just was hoping it wouldn't happen. And mm-hmm. you have to deal with it. And it's like, Okay, I mean, I have one unit H in my deck. You know, where is it kind of thing before... Can I get to unit H before they pop the Golbez? You know, sometimes you just got steamrolled by Golbez in three turns. I think, you know, sometimes Neo-X death will come, you won't be able to get your thing, and blah, blah, blah. But I also think that, you know, sometimes... How great does it feel if you have literally any one of the ways to stop a Golbez? What kind of a blowout does that feel like, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing. It's a six drop forward. If you have some kind of thing that blows it out... uh it's going to be disgusting. It's going to feel fine. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe the ice decks just play the odds on, yeah, you know, I'm going to be good against like this many decks and not so good against the OX. It really depends on how prevalent X death decks are or that card is in general. Right. Because like you, you sometimes you just take the L to one strategy to beat a bunch of other things.
1: Mm-hmm. Or if you're playing ice, you just take a whole different angle and you play earth ice or ice and, or just regular ice. And load up the dark cards and play some necron
0: yeah i mean i'll tell you what necron is real man necron is uh is a really really neat card where you can just passively progress the game without Mm -hmm. using combat so you could just build like this defensive wall or even just invest in cards i mean yeah i'm using necrons to turn like scale toads into dark cards Mm -hmm. like um you know he's not doing anything for me over there boom now he's all of a sudden a part of this damage combo it's uh it's really really good honestly i like that i like that another fun ice card um that i know some people are excited
1: to mess around with is uh the one that just Mm -hmm. you bounce them back to your hand and you play a seven cost or less from your hand
0: yeah i mean the exciting thing there is looking at that card and thinking like oh man i'm gonna drop a seven drop into play oh i'm gonna drop a bfa into play Mm -hmm. um i think that that card is exciting it's pretty cool i like that it puts itself back in your hand to kind of give you a little bit of a refund Mm -hmm. on cheating the 7-in, but it does have that speed problem of like, you gotta wait a whole turn and then not attack with your 8k to drop a 7-in who's gonna have its own summoning sickness so it really depends on which that 7 is and how effective that'll be, otherwise that's like a 3-turn process to get that thing to you know, if it's like a BFA to get it to attack Mm -hmm. Um, I think that when, at first when I was looking at the stuff, I thought that that was gonna be like the 4-drop Ice card that was going to just be a super value train. And Mm -hmm. now I look more at Crystal Exarch, like a card that actually might be getting the kind of value I felt like I would have been getting out of Eshintaril, but he's going to be maybe more consistent at delivering that. But Mm -hmm. it depends, because, I mean, how many 7-drops are you going to run? That's 7 or less, yeah. But exactly, like, okay, but so still, just, like I feel like the if you're not drops. playing
1: the biggest guy, like I don't want to play a five right. drop. So then off you start looking that. at
0: the six drops, right? And you're like, well, there aren't really any six drops in ice. It's like well, maybe the Veritas. So it's like you're Orphan. splashing off color things. So you can only do it. You can only play the off color thing when the Eshantar, You know, it's just like yeah, it's it's like a crazy cool card. I'm excited. I like eleven characters. I also like ice earth. Feels like it just goes well in some kind of toolbox deck. I like those mm-hmm. too. I'm gonna mess around with it. But the more I think about it, the less I like it, and the more I like Crystal Exarch instead. Sure,
1: but that's just me. I don't know.
0: Maybe you know, I'll play it and it'll just be nutty, and I'll like it instead.
1: No, ab- absolutely. And, and, and John, you know, this is still very early impressions. We're only scratching the surface here. Who knows? We're just
0: spitballing, Chris. We just we are. Know, I don't know. These are things now... i decided excited to try. We're kind of this is like our thought process um, on things that we're looking at. You know, it's like, like we said, this is our little Brady games. This is our little strategy guide. Uh, these are the strategies that we are thinking about at the beginning of this set, man. And, of course, with the strategies I look at and what I discover will change over time. But, I mean, a lot of these ideas that we've already talked about, Chris, if they're not sleeved for, for me to play already, uh, they're FF Dexless, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely they are. So, John, you know, again, we could talk for hours on this, but we're going to go ahead and start to wind down a little bit.
0: That's fine.
1: Um, what... We've we've seen the whole set. We've we've gone exploring a little bit. We've got the map. We know where the where the we're, we know where the gold rush is. Mm-hmm. What what five cards have you the most excited? Um, and by that I guess it's kind of a twofold question. What cards are you excited to play, and which ones have kind of met your or exceeded your expectations?
0: Oh boy. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna split those into cards. I'm excited to play. Okay. And cards that have exceeded my expectations. Okay. I think cards that met my expectations are just you know, they're just mm. they're they're either cards I'm excited to play or they're just cards, right? Sure. <laughs> so so Fair I'll enough. say yeah. So cards I'm excited to play. Um, Beatrix almost doesn't make my list just because I've been playing her already. So it's uh-huh. like oh I'm I'm more excited to get my paws on the cards I haven't been proxying. But no mm-hmm. Beatrix for sure because you know that those kinds of lists are my jam. Mm. Um, Parts is going to be number 2 for me because uh-huh. I really like I'm starting to fall for the party attack stuff. I was playing that water deck a lot towards the end of the last opus uh-huh. which has a lot of the party attacks going on. Um that card is 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 going to be really fun to build with. Uh-huh. Diabolos, Chris, the two drop summon that choose a forward oh, if its good. power has been increased or decreased break it. That is going to be a very 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 powerful summon. I am excited to play with that card. Um it's probably going to find its way into Quite a bit of my, you know, wind, earth, or wind X decks, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'm gonna have to give it to Ferris mm-hmm. and Locke as two my two dual element picks that I'm the most excited to play around with. Fair. Now, and what about, about you, cards? Oh, well, yeah, cards okay, go well, no, 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 my expectations. I can do, or no, you yeah, go yeah. first. You okay. go first. Five cards you're excited to play with.
1: Yeah, um, obviously uh, Regis, and again, it, it, Regis to me is like Beatrix for you um i've already been playing with him he is way he is everything i've wanted him to be um a lot of fun to play as well uh ferris is also uh, excuse me ferris is also on my list i think when you have a card that just does what it does for an archetype um Mm -hmm. i I don't i think those decks are just going to get so elevated because of ferris and i mean she's a card you have to really think about um she's very real um, I think the new Strego is a card that I'm very mm. excited about. Because I think, honestly, I think Final Fantasy VI takes a kind of pivots to ice water. Um, and Strago's is a big part of that. I'm really, really glad that we have a Strego that's not tethered to the six cards. But he can Agreed. still slide right in. And I just, I think he's very, very neat. Um, the fact that he, you know, he's a textbook tempo play again. Like there's a lot of crazy tempo cards in this set. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's three, right?
2: Yeah, it's three so I, far.
1: Yeah, um let's see here. Uh Barts is also on my list. I yeah. think Barts just unlocks so much goofy shit, man. Like <laughs> I just I I love it. I absolutely love it. Um and then after that my last one. This is this one's tough cuz there's I I want I oh, man. Some of you excited to play with Chris? Yeah, like I'm excited to play with all of them, but I know. I think, I think I want to try the new emperor.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, we were talking about that a little bit precast. I think that that card is uh, is realer than people give it credit for. Yeah, I agree. I
1: agree with that. Now, what about uh, cards that that you've played with already that have kind of exceeded your expectations? All right.
0: So there are some cards where you know hashtag I was wrong, or we like to say that you know uh-huh. or, or it's not even wrong. That's not. Uh, we always talk about when we're evaluating these cards. Um, these are our just first impressions on them uh-huh. when we see the spoilers. But cards that I was like medium on that I definitely am like okay, nope, this is just straight good. Uh, the box topper Yuna shouldn't be surprised. Yep. Every box topper has been bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, this unit is going to be really good. When this unit was first revealed, we didn't think parties were going to be very relevant. Turns out parties are hyper relevant with this whole set. That card yep. is uh, <laughs> is batting out of its class. It's already something that's exceeded my expectations for sure. Um, mm-hmm jegren actually i first joked that this guy was like a card out of time that mm-hmm. he was like eight sets too late for me to be interested in him turns out that the beatrix reduction on him and the fact that he could just slam the ash hero is a pretty mm-hmm. damn good four cost play like just an 8k that plays that card or the fact yep. that he can just accelerate the backups in that archetype um he actually wound up being like a two or three of an all my knights list noctus Noctis mm-hmm. is a card that, like you said, we, we joked about him being the fifth best Noctis. We we literally like laughed him off and went on to the next one. Um, and I said, yeah, I mean, I guess if there's some kind of way to haste him. No, it turns out that, you know, he, he's doing A-OK in that archetype. Um, mm-hmm. And that Noctis is actually very, very powerful and really can, can blow a board wide open. Other cards mm-hmm. that exceeded my expectations, two more on the list here. One of them is going to have to be... The uh Soldier card. So when I first yep. saw Soldier, I said, This is card is pretty good. It's gotta be good to go find two of, uh, you know, th- like just the next thing you want to do. Um, and I was thinking of man, like there's so many five cards with so many water cards, and I didn't even think about just like, oh, two water backups. Like for some reason I was thinking like five cards, and I was like, Okay, five has some decent backups, or two water forwards. No, it's like two water characters. I mean, that card just being able to say, Hey, um, i missed backups early i'm going to turn this into two more backups or oh i missed forwards in the mid to late game i'm going to turn this into forwards it's just like a small amount of card disadvantage for a huge increase in card quality and Mm. there's almost no price that you can put on just getting exactly what you want when you want it there and number five for me is going to be the uh the backup monk backup Mm -hmm. monk I said was good. We were like, "This is probably the month that's going to put it over." I didn't know how much that was really going to do for that deck, and it's insane. Yeah. Um, and honorable mention for me is Gipple, a card I would never have given the time of day until I sat across the table from it, and I think it's going to be maybe constructed playable. He's just so insane.
1: No, absolutely. And um, to kind of you know piggyback off of that, um, mm. Noctis is definitely on my list. It took it took me playing that card once, yeah, um, to me be maybe like, "Whole shit." Yeah, and the fact that he costs one pretty much every time, um, that card has exceeded every expectation I've had of that, what that card is capable of. Uh, Regis is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've been playing with Regis, you know, for shit, week, uh, a couple weeks at this point. Like um, that, ev- that card does everything I want it to do. Um, e- even playing through, like, the Amateratsus, right? Like, when you're playing a deck with 50 ETBs, and they've only got three, <laughs> you can completely choose to not take the Regis route and play the deck a different way. Meanwhile, just using the Regis to give you the color you need when you need it. Um, and I, I think in, in that regard, all of the dual element cards kind of exceed that expectation of just being just great when they're in your yeah. hand, no matter who it is.
0: It's a hell of a fallback plan, just being either color at all times, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um,
1: another one that's exceeded expectations is uh, Sid Previa. Sid Previa that card is absolutely insane um that card just like it's and with so many ways to get him back and that's going to go into my next one which is also Thancred um like I think Thancred's really good in a two-color deck when I started looking at him from a mono lightning standpoint he just completely became a much better card um I think he's just easier
0: that mono lightning
1: is And, like, the thing is, just being able to get back Sid Previa or the 1CP Ramza or, you know, whatever. You you know, you don't need to get back a 4 or 5 drop, though you can do that in the Water Lightning decks, right? So he can definitely do that, but I think just being able to just break whatever the hell he wants, um, you know and you're able to haste him in, in, in lightning and in mono lightning easily because you're playing Luis Sua, which means you're probably now, if you're taking the Thancred route, you're probably going to play the four drop Alize. So yeah,
0: just get that haste, haste, haste.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like Thancred is scary, but like when, when you can haste him, which even if you're not taking the Alize route, the fact that Sid Previa exists. So again, those, those two cards together. Yeah. Um, and again, Sid Previa can even be said he makes Noctis better. it just fucks it previa makes any forward better jesus christ so good and then uh my last one also that's exceeded my expectations uh you know also has been uh the backup monk and i know that's kind of a weird one to say no i
0: said that too man i mean i totally get it like it was it was crazy how much it pushed that deck up
1: well because it takes a deck that was kind of like you had to be a lot more mindful of what you pitched early on like it was more one-dimensional like if you draw your Yangs and no Ursulas, you have to hold on to those Yangs. Or if you drew your Ursulas and no other monks, like you had to you had to hold on to that Ursula. Now it's like, well, fuck this. Or I can just pitch this. it just the it just it just makes your turns a lot less awkward. And well, the fact that it also pulls double dude. duty.
0: Now you've got your
1: lines wide open. <laughs> wide open. And you can like <laughs> loop them too. If you have one in hand and one in the break zone, you can just keep whoop you know, keep switch swapping them out. Switch so you've got an endless them. supply yeah. of monks for switch Ursula to break.
0: Them. Yeah, dude, for sure. It's, so it's uh... really,
1: really good. And if my honorable mention, I got to have one. Uh It's been
0: Ferris. Um, if that card lives, you're in trouble. When I read that card, I was like, this card's insane. When I played mm-hmm. that card, I was like, Oh, okay. yes. 100% <laughs> like that. Like if like Ferris. Yeah. Is oh, a card and I
1: guess I get a trigger. For... I guess I'll do 12k. Oh, dude, if Ferris is across the table from you, you need to kill it immediately. Yeah.
0: Immediately. Snap kill.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ferris is definitely a snap kill. And if it's got protection, you try to kill it and get rid of the protection, then try to kill it again.
0: All right, Chris. I um, got one last one for you. Pick yeah. A card. Oh, by all means. Pick a card that uh, wasn't as good as we maybe first thought it was.
1: Um, huh, that's tough let me I got mine me, I mean I know that oh go, played, yeah, go ahead yeah go ahead let me let me stew that over yet. for a second.
0: No, it's all right, it's all right, so you know people talk about uh a lot of these cards that so we haven't really gotten to play with all of them yet, mm-hmm. you know we're still looking around, we're still fishing, we're still seeing what what uh what's what, but estola mm-hmm. is is a good card estola is not mm-hmm. what people were freaking out. When yeah, this card got revealed, and uh, I've played against it. I mean, it's a limited bomb. It's gonna, you know, but it's like, yeah, it gets there. It, gets, it attacks. It does a thing. Uh, she can't be damaged, but you know, by the low cost stuff. But um, you know, she like if she turns sideways every turn, that's fine. And, and party attacks wound up being more relevant than I thought. So she's not blocking as many things as I thought she was before. And I don't know. She's she's just mm-hmm. good. She's not crazy good. I think people Mm -hmm. will maybe come down a little bit on her and she'll land somewhere in the middle.
1: Yep. Um, And believe it or not, mine is a card that I I was super hype about, but I I don't think it
0: sees the play that maybe we initially thought, and that's the Dusk. Oh, man, He, he ends up just being like in that Warrior of Light deck insano because he's mm-hmm. a one cost that plays a three drop for one cost mm-hmm. but when we first saw it it's like man uh man people are going to want to cheat those three drops into play it turns out there's like 70 ways to cheat three drops into play in this st- i mean like like the alpha no alice stuff well, and-, and also
1: too when i look at the warrior of light decks the fact i would rather play the dust that lets me draw a card and now makes my amaterasu cheaper
0: Oh, I mean maybe dude. I'm still in, in the Warrior of Light Decks I've been playing, this guy is still nuts. This new one that we made? Or mm. that we made that we revealed. Like mm-hmm. because Ferris reduces him to one, then he comes in and gets his, you know, a Ferris trigger of his own. Mm-hmm. And then you pay one water and play a three drop and get the trigger. And remember it's just like the the aegis thing mm-hmm. we said, you know, you can just trigger the uh mm-hmm. you're paying for an ability, you're not casting the card, so it makes the next wall minus four so you played like two three drops for two cp Mm -hmm. and then and i'm glad
1: you and i'm glad you you're on that train because i am firmly in the other camp of drawing another card yeah yeah, just
0: gonna have i'm gonna have cards man i'm gonna mm -hmm. just want to put dudes out and kill all their guys i want as Mm -hmm. many like enter triggers as possible
1: yep and man what's what sucks is too right and also i mean you can kind of flip that too because you know that well, both Dusk are very susceptible to Amaterasu, obviously. Yeah. Um, as are almost every fucking forward in the game. Yeah. Now, so but I, I like the idea of the other Dusk reducing that Amaterasu. Like there, there's just I, there's merit to both, but I definitely I'm not as excited about the Dusk than I when it was first revealed. Right, yeah, I still think it's a fair, good card, fair. but I think. I think there's just so many other ways to get three drops in like you just said mm-hmm. that I think, depending on the deck you're playing, like Dusk just might not make the cut.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I, you need, I need like a three drop Warrior of Light that cascades. You know, you just want the only thing about, about that deck that's tough for me is that the, the five drop and the four drop Cascading Warrior of Light have the same name. Otherwise yeah, you could go you could go five four three two one mm-hmm. and just pop off. But I mean uh five three three one has <laughs> been working out mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's just the uh the soul at the end of all that, man, when well, that soul too, when he well, was first revealed, I was like, mm-hmm. eh, so what? And yeah, that like, that's a, no, another card not... I was wrong
1: about. <laughs> yeah, if there's mind. any card I was wrong about, soul is nuts.
0: Wow dude, that guy is uh, so much better than the other soul. Oh, by a mile. Turns out because he... for every Warrior of Light is just better. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's so nuts. And then, and then if, you got, if you got the Aegis out, he could just party with whoever the fuck just happens to be there. And you, you guys, you're coming with me. me.
0: Who was already partying? Who was here when I showed up? That's Tell me right. where the booze is. That's right. We're getting drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but... yeah, dude. Oh no! Please, by no, I was just means. gonna say that's it for me, man. That's no, uh, I'm just excited to dig yeah. in. I've got a lot of ideas. I want to try them. I'm ready for Sunday. Ready for coffee and bullshit. That's ready what to I'm get saying, my hands man. On my full set, I, I,
1: I'm I'm ready to dig for gold. Um, there's a lot here, and I like the fact that again we're talking about just exploring older archetypes. We're we're talking about exploring existing strategies. Um that just give them a whole new layer or a whole new wrinkle. And I can't wait to see how... And You know, there's so many good cards in this set. that I know we didn't touch on everything. Like, we didn't even talk about the Warriors of Darkness, who definitely got a huge boost. Um, we didn't even talk about Fenrir, which I think is probably one of the best utility summons that they've printed in a while. Um, you know, there, there's there, there's so much here. Um, yeah. And I I definitely can't wait. And who knows? You know, I I thoroughly expect my opinions on some cards to change once things start getting explored more, once things start opening up and people start really putting the think tank together and figuring shit out. Like there's so much here to unpack. And I I, I want to see, I, I want to see what people come up with. I genuinely do.
0: It's going to be something else, Chris going to be
1: exciting. No, absolutely. It is. And uh, I mean, with that being said, guys, you know, let's all just dig into Opus Twelve um you know, I, I could ramble on again ramble on for days but i think let's just uh let's just let the people start digging the the mining town is open there's pickaxes and sifter pants for everybody let's all just dig for gold
0: that's right i can't wait to see what you guys bring to week one of season five. Oh, dude i can't wait to see that i can't wait like th- these next couple months are gonna be very very exciting yeah man for sure but for now that's it for us we're just uh sending the signal out into space
1: that's right. That's right. And we are uh, we are scheduled to land over uh, Cape Canaveral here any minute now.
0: And we are re-entering the atmosphere, so we're going to have to leave.
1: That's right. There it is, <laughs> guys. As always, thank you for listening, John. Any any parting thoughts, or are you good too?
0: Oh uh, yeah, Roger. That's uh, all. Yeah. Yeah, affirmative. Copy that, Houston. We <laughs> are going for shuttle. Uh, Yeah, that's uh, what I allow to 36 Roger.
1: Copy that. We are good to go. We are all green.
0: Over and out. Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com.